I guess for an amazing day at work, I'd go back to Sam Sam in 2016. Obviously, we've had other examples, but this one was my favorite because we were able to help so many people. Uh, Sam Sam was a threat that was basically a ransomware, uh, not quite a worm. It required the actor to go in and manually spread it, but from a victim perspective, it, it felt like a worm would hit your network and ransom all your machines. And it particularly targeted U.S. healthcare. So uh, at the time, we were seeing hospitals all over the country getting ransomed off, and so naturally we decided that, that wasn't acceptable. And so we started doing research into the malware, and we discovered that while the author would go install the back door to compromise the networks, they actually had to manually deploy the malware payload. And so by looking over logs and working with incident response, we were able to determine that there was approximately 70 days to do that. And so in Talos, you know, we thought, hey, you mean I have 70 days to save these customers before they lose their data and these hospitals effectively get shut down, like literally preventing people from getting medical care? That's Craig Williams, director of Talos Outreach at Cisco. In this episode of the Cisco Learning Network podcast, we present a panel of cybersecurity experts as they discuss their successful career paths within their industry. This panel includes Craig Williams, Catherine McNamara, a cybersecurity systems engineer at Cisco, Jenny Guai, an information security analyst at CGI, Tammy Nguyen, a CSERT program manager, and the host, Tom Galaney, a portfolio manager of security training and certifications at Cisco. These panelists discuss their own job roles, as well as opportunities and challenges they have faced throughout their careers. We've got a great selection of panelists lined up, and they come from a variety of different uh, positions within cybersecurity. So this will be a great chance to kind of take a cross-section of some very different job roles within security, get a chance to meet with each of them. Tom moves next to a slide in the presentation that shows that there are more types of security job roles than ever before. In this slide, you can clearly see that there are currently seven cybersecurity categories. Within those categories are 33 specialty areas and 52 work roles. The seven cybersecurity categories include investigate, collect and operate, protect and defend, analyze, oversee and govern, operate and maintain, and securely provision. The category that has the most specialty areas is securely provision, with roles like risk management, systems architecture, and technology research and development. So I want to talk a little bit, you've seen some of the different jobs, um, and when I first started in security, there were three jobs. One was the desktop, one was the network, and one was the server. Um, that Those times have come and gone. We, we now have all kinds of different mobile devices, Internet of Things, um, we, we've gotten away from you know a single type of desktop device we've gotten away from a single type of server you know it's not the mainframe back in the one room and the one machine um, we now have this very diverse environment that we're building the IT stack on top of and the security roles have evolved as well uh, in my work with the uh, National Institute of Standards here in the US um, they have started working on or they've been working on for some years uh, categorizing a lot of the jobs in cybersecurity. Um, they now have a list of 33 specialty areas, which I've got on the screen, don't memorize these, 52 different work roles. For something on the scale of a, a, a very large organization like the government, they, they really need to finally slice all the activities down uh, and quantify them and, and standardize them. Um, in a typical business, we wind up with a little bit less, but to give you an idea of how complex, um, you know, there's 52 different jobs you could apply for, and that's just job types. And each one of those types has 
junior and, and senior level roles. Um, within that federal framework, they have 630 knowledge points, 374 skills, 178 ability, abilities, and 1,007 tasks. Um, you don't need to know all of that. Uh, most of these are just small, um, small points on that. Tom moves next to a slide depicting how certifications map to careers within the cybersecurity industry. On this slide, Tom shows a circle that is divided into four parts, like a pie chart. The first section is labeled CSO and Managers. The second section is Secure Infrastructure Architects and Engineers. The third is labeled Secure Infrastructure Engineers, Technicians and Administrators, and the final section is Cybersecurity Specialist. Underneath the Secure Infrastructure Architect and Engineers role is the indication that this kind of a role requires the CCIE Security Certification, one of the highest certifications in the cybersecurity field. The Secure Infrastructure Engineers, Technicians, and Administrators require CCNP and CCNA Security Certification levels, and a Cybersecurity Specialist requires the CCNA CyberOps Certification in order to be on the Security Operations Team. So when I try and boil it down and try and bring it back to something that, you know, if you try and explain 52 different job categories to, to your average person, their eyes cross and they fall over and run out the window. Um, so we're really looking instead, uh, I try and break things down into four general areas that most of the jobs fall under. We have managers, we have architects who are designing the systems and setting them up and figuring out where you put the security control points. Um, we have engineers and technicians that are out there building. Uh, and then we have operations specialists that are responding to events as they occur. So you can think of this, uh, I, I like to divide the, the blue side of this circle is kind of what I call build the castle. So you're designing how the castle is built and putting the defenses in place and figuring out how to structure that so that it can be secure. And then the green section that I have in there is a little bit what I call guard the castle. That's the 24 by seven, you know, what happens if uh, something goes bump? Who Who is picking up, uh, picking up that notice and doing something with it? And then of course we have managers um, and w we deal with fun things like budgets and legal regulations and, and not so much on the technical end, but you have to be technical enough to understand what it is that you're, uh, that you're uh, dealing with. So with that, wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, jobs in cybersecurity and the different types of things out there. Uh, we're gonna set back at the beginning here and start with Catherine again. Wanted to know, uh, in your job role as, as, a, as a systems engineer, what's a typical day at work like? And, and, and then what's your best day at work or your most challenging day? Just give people a feel for what it's like to, to be in your particular position. Yeah, sure, not a problem. Um, I'm at a point where I'm not in operations anymore, so it's more about um, uh, it's more about design and architecting and kind of finding out what the the client's needs are. So, for example, um, every company has a cybersecurity initiative of some sort. It could be network segmentation, data segmentation, DL, you know, uh, could be DLP. They have some sort of a pain point that or or regulation they're trying to to, uh, to meet and or solve. And so a lot of my job is listening to that and trying to craft a solution that would meet those those business and technical needs. Um, so those are 
average day, good days. I, I think most of them are good days. I think the, um, but because I'm a little bit of a tinker and I, I, I do like staying technical, uh, you know, there's also work where, you know, where sometimes things aren't working as correct or need to be, to be uh, modified. And sometimes I'll be jumping on the phone, also helping with a client out, uh, maybe with some advanced services or, or other engineers uh, trying to troubleshoot or find out why something's not working a, as it should. I wouldn't say those are necessarily bad days as long as, uh, as the problem gets resolved. But uh, um, I think, you know, for the most part, I, I love my job. So mostly good days. Um, I think that the uh, only time I, I probably am, uh, have a bad day is if I'm somehow unable to, uh, to meet those objectives. And it's not necessarily if it's just a Cisco solution. Uh, you know, a lot of my, my clients or my customers are, uh, you know, have a kind of mixed architecture, mixed architecture, mixed vendors. And it's all about trying to meet what, what their, you know, meet their business needs. So it might be working with different vendors and trying to craft a solution that where you take many moving parts and make it work together. And something about that actually, you know, is just really fun to me because it's, you know, it's like solving a puzzle or playing Tetris. You're trying to see how it all fits in to, to solve that problem. Uh, that's, that's that's interesting that you mentioned kind of the puzzle and the different pieces fitting together. Um, you mentioned like different systems and things tying together. What about the people side of things? Like what kind of different folks do you work with, um, you know, across, are there, are there compliance departments or other IT folks? Um, how does networking versus security versus the server guy, how do they all work together with you? Yeah, um, so it depends on the, on the project. Um, usually I meet with, like to start, I meet with like high, higher level, like CISOs, CIOs, trying to find out what their business needs are. And then you, when you say, you know, I, I, you get more granular depending on what it is. Like you may need, I may need to meet with like something that's completely outside of, you know, you know what's classically seen as security, like a, a Active Directory team or a VMware team, uh, depending on what we're trying to solve. Um, meeting with the engineers and trying to get them to, you know, buy into a solution or seeing what the, what their technical limitations are is all part of, you know, whether I'm talking, you know, part of the figuring out the solution is talking from high level all the way down to the engineer level. So I wouldn't say that I, I particularly just have to meet with the, with managers or engineers. I'm usually going all the way down the stack depending on, you know, what it is I'm trying to solve. But I, I'm usually talking to, to the highest guy on the totem pole all the way down to the engineer. That, sound, that sounds fun that you're getting to actually go and start with, like, business objectives and, and different policies and then take that all the way down to this is where you plug this in and turn this on. Exactly. And then I, one thing I say uh, I think is, like, so there's a lot of different jobs in IT. Some require more social skills, some don't. You know, soft skills are always important, I think, to some, to some degree. But in, in this, in my job role, I have to leverage soft skills a lot. You have to be, I have to be able to jump up and start whiteboarding right away, uh, and, and kind of talk through solutions, and you know, be able to simplify tech, really technical solutions for the C level, but also dig into the weeds for the engineers. Excellent, excellent. Thanks, Catherine. Um, now I'm going to move uh, over to Jenny, who um, spends a lot of time in the security operations um, center and, and, and dealing with all these incidents. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about, you know, what's a typical day like in the SOC? Like what's a, what's a great day in the SOC or what's a, what's a challenging day? Yeah, sure. Um, so typically when I come in, 
every day, the first thing I do is I check to see if there's any active incidents that need further investigation or need, you know, another set of eyes or if there's something that we need to respond to a client to, like ASAP. And then I usually take a look at um, cybersecurity news, see if anything news come out, like check if there's any new vulnerabilities that may affect us, stuff like that. And I think the, the best days are when I get like a really challenging log request so that I have to like bounce off a bunch of tools and try to like sneak way down and like pull this one log that like is like, aha, that's where the problem is or that's where it started. Probably my favorite thing to happen. Uh, conversely though, uh, challenging days are when you have like a bunch of those at once and they all need to be done, you know, immediately. So that can get a little hairy, but it's still a lot of fun. Yeah, sounds sounds uh, like a, a you know one of those one of those uh, positions that you never exactly know how the day is going to go, and at the end you always uh, come away saying, "Wow, that was that was pretty amazing." Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Quite a ride every day usually. Could you talk a little bit about um, the security teams and who you interact with, and kind of how how you work as a group to solve things versus kind of on your own console? Sure. Um, so I work a lot with the uh, frontline analysts. They're usually the ones that see things come in and they may come to me and say, hey, I've seen this. Can you dig deeper um, as well as deal with uh, the people who are working on the, the content and pretty much the, the whole uh, from frontline all the way up to probably the director may deal with at some point, depending on if it's like client involvement or if it's just maybe an internal incident that may just be the, the frontline team, stuff like that. So there's a lot of interaction in uh, the various people that work in the SOC, not so much outside the SOC though. Excellent, excellent. So it's, it really does take a team to secure things. Mm -hmm. All right, well, thanks, Jenny. Uh, let's move on to Tammy, and I wanted to get a little bit of a feel for what's your typical day at work like? What's what's a really good day that you say, wow, that was awesome? Uh, and and what's, a, what's a particularly challenging day look like for you? So a typical day for me, me on the CSER team is um, a lot of it is working with my technical, the technical subject matter experts on my team, so that's our architects the investigators, the analysts, the engineers, um, in order to design and implement different, monitor, different monitoring strategies for like some of our critical engagements. So my team's responsibility is, uh, you know, we're within operations and our responsibility is protecting Cisco. So this includes monitoring, investigating, and, mitig and mitigating all the computer security incidents on Cisco's corporate network, hosted solutions, and our new ventures. And uh, so a lot of it ends up being, um, you know, our internal um, network, as well as um, the different cloud infrastructure solutions that we sell to external Cisco customers. So as um, I'm dipping into this new role, I'm learning a lot of how my previous role as a stock analyst um, really taught me what I need to do. Um, so a big part of that is conveying, you know, some of the challenges that we have to our management team and, um, you know, defining um, program and project roadmaps and, you know, when we have 
when we have to design a new solution and develop. We do a lot of designing development and delivery, so it's rolling out uh, new security engagements to our clients. And when I say our clients, they're generally um, internal Cisco customers, or internal Cisco. Um, so I, I guess what, starting with that, I think my best day at work is, um, it's going to sound a little funny when I say this, <laughs> um, but it's when we have like a big incident that comes in or a big case and everyone just pitches in together and works on it. Um, there's, we have a large team of about a hundred people with different responsibilities and it's, everything's just really fast paced and exciting and you know, it, it's part of why I really enjoy working for an incident response team. Everything is different every day. Um, and um, being able to just see the magic happen where it's like everyone's just, all of the, everything is happening and everyone's just staying calm, working through it. And it's like you mentioned earlier, Tom, it's like a puzzle to the rest of to those of us that work in security, right? <laughs> we yeah. have this problem and we're trying to solve it. And everyone, I have all these smart, I'm surrounded by all these smart people working together. That sounds that sounds like a great deal of fun. A lot of variety, a lot of teamwork, a lot of excitement, and then I imagine um, uh, working within Cisco that you get to deal with a lot of cutting edge tools and take a lot of the individual incidents that occur and and learn from that and then use that to improve uh, kind of systems as a whole from there. Yes, that's exactly what we get to do, and we have a relationship with the Cisco business units. Um, to um, you know, take what we learn and provide that feedback um, to improve the Cisco security tools as well. That's great. Um, thanks, Tammy. And um, want to chat a little bit with Craig as far as I, I imagine your day is a little bit different. Um, you're not on on uh, webcasts every morning. Um, wondering, uh, you know, what's your amazing day at work versus you know challenging day. Oh, that's a tricky one. Um, <laughs> I guess for an amazing day at work, I'd go back to SamSam Sam in 2016. The SamSam Sam virus that Craig just mentioned was a ransomware attack that seriously impacted the city of Atlanta and caused significant disruptions in the city's court system, law enforcement, and general infrastructure. This particular ransomware attack was so effective because it was different from previous attacks. A typical ransomware attack is spread through phishing or online scams and requires an individual to run a malicious program on a personal computer. SamSam, however, was able to penetrate a system by exploiting vulnerabilities or guess weak passwords in a target's public-facing system, and use password discovery tools to start to gain control of a network. Little is known about the hackers behind this attack, but what is known is that this ransomware attack has collected an estimated $1 million. Many experts in the cybersecurity field believe this attack is bound to resurface. Um, obviously, we've had other examples, but this one was my favorite because we were able to help so many people. Uh, SamSam was a threat that was basically a ransomware, uh, not quite a worm. It required the actor to go in and manually spread it, but from a victim perspective, it, it felt like a worm would hit your network and ransom all your machines. And it particularly targeted U.S. healthcare. So uh, at the time, we were seeing hospitals all over the country getting ransomed off, and so naturally we decided that, that wasn't acceptable. And so we started doing research into the malware and we discovered that while the author would go install the back door to compromise the networks, they actually had to manually deploy the malware payload. And so by looking over logs and working with incident response, we were able to determine that there was approximately 
70 days to do that. And so in Talos, you know, we thought, hey, you mean I have 70 days to save these customers before they lose their data and these hospitals effectively get shut down, like literally preventing people from getting medical care. And so uh, we started scanning the entire internet. Uh, I think it ended up with nearly, it was just over five or 6,000 victims. And we were able to tell them, hey, you need to pull these servers offline before they're used to ransom your machines. And so by doing that, not only were we able to keep the hospitals in operation, but we were able to actually prevent the bad guy from profiting off it. Uh, one of the concerns we had was that at the time, the author didn't seem very advanced. And so every single time these victims paid twenty, thirty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 in ransom, well, that's effectively, you know, dozens or hundreds of engineering hours to improve their malware. So not only did we save the hospitals, but we actually prevented the author from profiting. And, you know, in Talos, that's really our overall goal, right? We want to stop the bad guys. Justice <laughs> must feel good. <laughs> And then, uh, you know, how do you, what other functions besides the researchers, like what parts of the organization do you interact with and how do you, how do you interact with, um, you know, the different, you mentioned you, you reached out to the hospitals and that sort of thing. And there's other research, research organizations, just kind of wondering how your group interacts with the other, um, other organizations out there. Yeah. So we actually work with a large number of organizations. You know, as you can imagine, the obvious ones like law enforcement in various countries, uh, our competitors, our partners within Cisco, right? We work with incident response all the time. We work with the different people in Talos. And believe it or not, Talos is not just a security research team, right? We have technical editors, we have graphic artists. We have all kinds of different roles in Talos, which you can obviously go view on our blog and our website, uh, talosintelligence.com. And all these different roles really come together to really make Talos special. Right? We have people with very, very diverse sets of backgrounds. We have people that are self-taught in a garage, and we have people who uh, have a PhD in astrophysics. And it's really this coming together of people with different backgrounds that help us think of fun, creative ways to stop the bad guys. You know, we're literally playing against someone, so you need different mindsets and different viewpoints because they're all going to really help you figure out what possible next moves could be. So it sounds like a really interesting team to be part of with, with all those different backgrounds. Never, uh, I, I think one of the takeaways is, is never um, discount prior uh, experience or skills that you may have. Uh, who knows when something in astrophysics might come in handy when you're, you know, applying cybersecurity on something across a satellite or, or, or other, other unusual thing. You never know where things are going to come from or where they're heading. Absolutely. You know, I think one of the, I mean, even, even funny stuff, right? Like we, we were doing uh, some videos for our, our YouTube channel and obviously, you know, you wouldn't think many cybersecurity people have a media background, but it turns out some do. And so we got, we got very useful input on how to set up the lighting and uh, do the reports so that people can learn from them. To hear more from these panelists or to view the full webinar that this segment is from, be sure to visit the Cisco Learning Network at www.ciscolearningnetwork.com. You can also visit the link in the description, which will take you to more training videos hosted by the Cisco Learning Network that lay your foundation for cybersecurity training. The Cisco Learning Network contains all kinds of resources to help you get started on your cybersecurity career, including additional training videos and study groups that allow you to connect with others trying to get started in their security careers. Please subscribe to the Cisco Learning Network podcast and be sure to leave us a review on iTunes if you found this helpful. Thanks for listening.